welcome to 81 Points, where we talk about all things Lakers, hosted by two guys named Chris. Welcome back to another episode of 81 Points. A somber, somber episode. We had to come back and do an emergency podcast today. You know, we brought it on to ourselves because we were talking about how you know, it was just the dog days of summer. Not much was going on. It's a slow time of the year right now. And then, lo and behold, what happens today? I mean, it was a slow time <laughs> up until this morning. Yeah. And uh, I think you were asleep. And you must have woken up to a flurry of text messages from me. Yeah. Uh, a, an early morning Woj bomb out of nowhere this morning. Yeah, who broke it? Was it Woj? Or I think was it was it Woj. Okay. So Woj broke the news this morning that DeMarcus Cousins had suffered an apparent knee injury. We didn't really know what that injury entailed until maybe an hour later. Right. And I think Shams broke that news that he uh, tore his ACL. Like he made it official, right? Yeah. So uh, Boogie Cousins was playing some pickup basketball. Uh, somewhere in Las Vegas, and did you see the, uh, so TMZ has actually uh, released the video of him getting injured, did you see that? TMZ yeah. is breaking, he, TMZ is the one that's breaking all this shit, sports shit? You didn't see I the didn't video? I didn't see, I didn't see. So it was actually a non-contact injury, because in the beginning, I think the initial reports was that he bumped knees, he bumped right? knees yeah, with somebody. That's what I heard too. But when you see the video, I mean, he didn't, it was a non-contact injury. He was just going up for a routine layup and he tore his ACL. Well, you, you know, that's even more concerning. Right. You know, that's yeah. even more concerning. So He tore his left ACL, the same leg that he tore his Achilles, the same leg that he tore his quad, and now he tore his ACL. So that right there leads me to believe that all of this shit is related to it. Oh, each other. without a doubt. I mean, and I mean, this is coming from a guy who's also torn his ACL. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's true though. Like, you know, when you have a major injury, like a torn ACL, like an Achilles injury, everything is so related to, and your body is connected to every aspect of like athletic type of exercise. You know, and so. You find yourself compensating for certain things, even when you're fully healthy, even when you're like, you've done all the rehab, you find yourself compensating because in your mind, you're still, you're almost, you're relearning certain, you know, moves and certain types of things on the court. So even for me, a guy who's obviously, I'm not like a, a professional athlete or anything, but even for me, who's done like. Uh, who's played basketball back yeah, in the day. You, like, so, you, so you touched it on it. You you tore your ACL when we were yeah. in high school. Yeah. So how was how was that experience like for you? Well I mean you're not a you, I mean, you're not yeah. gonna get the treatment of a yeah. of an NBA player, but yeah. um, psychologically no. is the way I guess what yeah, I'm I think more that's, interested I, in. And that's yeah, and that is the more like that's the bigger issue is like for me, I felt like the rehab was good too. Like um yeah, I didn't get world class treatment but um you know it was like it was very helpful i went in like i I think it was like at least a couple times a week 
And it was a long process. But the thing is for me, like, again, it's like the whole mental thing. And it's like, it's not just about when you have such a major injury. It's not just about something that's centered around, oh, is my knee going to feel better? Because even if your knee feels better, you find yourself compensating for in, in ways in other parts of your body. And I think that's what happened with DeMarcus Cousins is that, you know, he he was probably compensating in other ways. That's, I mean, that for sure is how he got his uh, quad injury because he was compensating. It was uh, the cumulative effect of his other injuries. Yeah. Well, I think in particular the Achilles. I think that was for sure it was because his body was compensating for that, um, you know, trying to make up for that, having injured that. So I feel like the uh, the ACL thing I I totally think that that's the case too. Although when you tell me that, um, you know there was a non-contact. I mean that's crazy. That's just it's really unfortunate too. You know. Yeah, he wasn't even like uh, shifting or he yeah. wasn't doing anything lateral. That's he was crazy. just going you know straight line and he blew out his knee. Mm-hmm. So how on a scale of one to ten how how affected are you? by this by the, by this news is in terms like, of like yeah are you your like, overall feelings towards this upcoming season right are you, are you you're asking like yeah how am i worried i guess yeah i suppose uh i am pretty worried so you know so i've i've been listening to sports radio ever since the injury like you know uh, when i was driving around like driving to work and back and stuff and you know like one one particular um segment that they were going over was how like you know the sports betters the sports lines have not moved i saw that yeah and you know they're saying that because of you know it's just a indicator of how they weren't it's not like demarcus cousins is the guy who moves the needle you know he's not the, he's not the kind of guy who uh he's a difference maker in terms of like will they or will they not win the championship you know? Yeah, the Lakers are still, I think, plus 300 uh-huh. to win the title, yeah, which is the highest odds, and followed by the Clippers at plus 375, so it didn't yeah. change those odds at all. Yeah, but for me, I definitely, I definitely think this is a huge blow, like, and, you know, you can call me foolish because I had put, you know, a lot of stock and a lot of... I put all my eggs in DeMarcus Cousins because I really, I was really hoping that he'd be the X Factor uh, this season. So now my comfort level is just not as high, you know? Um, So I am definitely concerned because not only do we lose DeMarcus Cousins, who we know if he was healthy, he, I mean, you just can't place, you can't place anything, uh, you can't quantify how much of an impact he would have made with a healthy DeMarcus uh, Cousins. But not only that, he's a big. And we don't have that many quality bigs on this squad. So it's a huge blow, in my opinion. Yeah, when I initially heard the news this morning, I think my initial reaction was much along the same lines as yours. I think you were actually more... I I was like initially like, oh, we're kind of (laughs) fucked now. Yeah, yeah. A little bit, you know? Yeah, you were pretty shook. And the reason being was because I had really high hopes for Boogie Cousins this year. Yeah. I thought he was going to come back and 
Yeah, one year play removed, close to all star level. Right, again. one year removed from an Achilles. Uh, you know, finally, like, you know, that's usually the time when like players look like their old selves. Yeah, right? and I thought he was gonna play a pretty significant role yeah. on the team. Of course, like, yeah, we heard some of the experts throughout the day. I think Woj said that the Lakers were never really planning on having a big role for Boogie Cousins, anyways. Uh, Stephen A. Smith says that he's still not worried for the Lakers because yeah. as long as you have LeBron and AD, yeah, that still gives you a, a strong chance. But yeah, my initial reaction was, "Oh man, we're pretty screwed." But as you know, I let time, <laughs> I let time pass, and I've calmed down a little bit. So I, I think it. I am talking you, myself more into like, "All right, we're we're, we're still." You you okay. basically you basically went from like DefCon five to like DefCon three, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I so we we put out a we put out a poll on our Twitter. Yeah, and I asked um, our Twitter followers uh, what they think of this upcoming season, and I gave them four options. One, we're still winning it all. Two. We got a good chance. Three, we have a slight chance to win. And four, there goes title number 17. So if I were to ask you this question, mm-hmm. what, would it, what would be your answer? Um, in the choices that you got there, I would say got a good chance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't think... I don't necessarily. I mean, I wasn't of the mind of like we're winning it all with, with even with a healthy Demarcus. You know, I think I was. Still, I kind of thought you were actually. No, I mean, remember, I was always saying, feeling like the Clippers were, you know, Clippers were the favorite. So, I mean, I feel well, I was feeling. Gave, I think you gave the Lakers a fifty-fifty chance to win, right? Maybe I don't remember, but I mean, I could. Yeah, I still think it's. Yeah, I think it's a fifty-fifty chance. Is still, I'm on the boat for that, but. Mm-hmm. I just I wasn't like uber confident that we were going to win it all. I felt good. Yeah. Um. I, I just don't think I would. I, it's not enough for me to deviate from that because it is true. We still have LeBron. We still have uh, AD. You know. So you would put your vote into the got a good chance. Got a good chance. I feel like I would do the same thing. Yeah. Um. Right now. I mean, it's definitely a lot closer to the to the slight chance to win versus still winning at all option. You know. Yeah, right now, uh, got a good chance and still winning it all are tied for the most votes. Yeah. And then way behind them are the slight chance, and there goes number 17. So there's still about another day for this poll um, for people to vote on this. So we'll see how uh, the votes end up shaking out. But, you know, hope springs eternal. I think that's... Going into the summer period, I feel like a lot of fan bases are still very optimistic about their chances. And I feel like overall, uh, Laker fans, first of all, I mean, you got to feel bad for Boogie Cousins. Two years, in two years, he's suffered three pretty significant injuries, lost out on a shit ton of money. A lot of money. I mean, prior to the Achilles, it was a slam dunk guarantee that he was a max player, right? Deservedly so. Yeah. And now considered the considered arguably the big best big man in the game. Right. And now 
you know, he was he was signed to the Lakers on a one year three and a half million dollar deal. So this only and this affects his free agency going forward too after this year's contract is over. Um you, you talked a little bit about your own, I guess, personal uh history with this injury. Yeah. I was like furiously researching on the internet like how long it takes for ACL recovery <laughs> to happen. Yeah. And it goes it ranges anywhere. There are people that say it's six to nine months, and then there are others that are like nine months to a year. And then there are even some people that are saying because because this is Demarcus Cousins' unique case of like coming off of a ruptured Achilles, mm-hmm. quad tear now ACL, that it's pretty much a guarantee that he's not playing at all this upcoming season. So That's where do you think you're at I in terms of his recovery? I feel like he's coming back this year, for sure. Because I think look, let you know, if if he didn't have any injury, if he didn't have a Achilles uh rupture, I would actually be like, dude, it's really unfortunate, it's a bummer, but he's coming back. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. like dude, cuz Achilles injuries are I'm sorry, not Achilles. ACL injuries are it's it's not a death knell anymore, you know. Um, has it has the uh, technology improved on that? Yeah, front too. Yeah, it for has, sure. Right? It's, it's 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 kind of like the uh, Tommy John surgery of of uh, the baseball. NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tommy John surgery of of the NBA. So you know, if he hadn't done the had the Achilles injury, I would be like, this ain't no thing. We're still looking good. But because of the Achilles thing, it does put a little wrinkle to it. And I feel like we'll still see him this year. But now I'm like, I don't know how much of a, I don't know how much DeMarcus Cousins we're going to see. You know, like how, which version are we going to see? You know, and in, if anything, I feel like the most likely cases we're going to see a very, very diminished version of him. You know, people are saying that, there's some people that are saying that his career is in jeopardy. Yeah. Which is, I'm not because gonna say these that's injuries crazy. are all related. To yeah, him, I mean, I'm not gonna say it's crazy, but it's I don't know. That, that, I feel like that's it's a little premature right now. I, I mean, like. it's it, you know, it, it's it definitely is, devastating. It is the mental part of it. I yeah. feel like that's gonna be the biggest hurdle for yeah. him, uh, more so than the physical part, because I mean, I don't, I can't imagine like where his head is at right now, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, so you know. Shout out to Boogie Cousins. We hope that you recover and try to get back to your old self. It's a big, it's a, such a big bummer too. Cause like I, he was like a personal favorite player of mine. Like even before, like even when he was on the Kings, I was like, I would love for this guy to be on the Lakers, you know? Right. I mean, he has all of the qualities that you would want. Yeah. On, on some, for somebody on your team. Yeah. Like he's got such a mean streak. He's super loyal to his teammates. He's like, he, yeah, he's... Well, I, well, let me ask you one thing. Um, it, prime DeMarcus Cousins, would you have wanted him to be your franchise player? Because I feel like yeah. even at his peak, I would have still... I think I would have needed another superstar with him. Like, I would have needed... Yeah. Well, I mean, he I think He would that's... be amazing as, like, a 1A... I right. guess. But that, I mean, that's regardless. Like, even let's, even with Anthony Davis, though, wouldn't, don't you feel like we would need, because in this league, you do need, like, two superstars, right? I would feel more comfortable with AD as 
the guy than Boogie Cousins. Yeah, you're talking more of like the main guy, the yeah. guy that's right. Yeah, I, 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 I never even with all the love that I had for him, I never really felt like. And he, I think that's mostly because of his like volatile demeanor. Yeah, you know, but is something that I love about him. You know, right? Because he's such a gamer. You know, so yeah, yeah. So devastating injury. This got me thinking about you know some of the other devastating injuries that we've experienced as sports fans over the years um of course there was a kobe achilles tear that was pretty devastating but were you like what was your reaction because at that time it was it was devastating but it was also devastating because it was devastating because it was kobe right right for sure uh but this one's a little bit different because I think in 2013, I, I really didn't expect the Lakers to win it all that year. Right. That was like during, you know, the LeBron Heatles era. Yeah. So it was more devastating on a personal front right. than anything. Like you weren't thinking like we would have, we were going to win with a healthy Kobe anyways, right? Yeah, probably yeah. not. Yeah. So this this one is actually more in line with like one of the Andrew Bynum injuries. Right. Because that was more like potentially yeah. derailing championship hopes and actually did. I still prevent... feel like we would have won. Right. It still it yeah. still prevented the Lakers from being the Celtics in 2008. Yeah. So Bynum was another one. You know, he got hurt uh, twice, I think, right? Well, that guy was hurt all the time. Yeah, and that and those injuries were very like impactful to the lakers right. prospects yeah title hopes uh even this past year there was lonzo's injury i think a lot of a lot of the laker fans were pretty devastated by that right. he was just starting to come on you know and of course brandon ingram too right he had probably like the best six game stretch of his career and then yeah. the blood clot thing happened yeah uh were there any other injuries like I don't know. That, I mean, but from your memory, yeah, like, as a, sports a recent fan? memory, I can't. And I, and I would even, you know, you rattled off some good ones, but I wouldn't even really qual- qualify those as like devastating injuries, right? Would you agree? Uh, the Bynum one, kind of. Well, yeah, but the Bynum one, I'm talking about like Lonzo Ball or Brandon Ingram. They were like, they were like a big bummer, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like we were pretty. I don't know. Would Dwight Howard count? <laughs> Did he get injured as a Laker? I think so. Didn't he have like back issues? I I don't remember. I you don't I try remember, not to you don't think care. about. I try not to think about that era of of uh, Lakers basketball. I don't think a lot. I think a lot of Laker fans feel the same way. I guess we've been pretty fortunate in terms of injuries as a franchise, right? Which is it's kind of representative. You, you almost of our have 16 to like championships. You know, apart from the Bynum injury, you almost have to go back to like. The um, Lakers, Detroit Pistons, like right. in '89 yes. or whatever, when like and, Magic went down, yeah, Byron Scott went down, and that was all Pat, Pat Riley's doing, you know, Pat Riley just <laughs> right. freaking no no load management back then. Yeah, he could have used some load management yeah. tactics, but um, mm-hmm. that kind of led to the downfall of the Lakers for that yeah. for that NBA Finals. Uh, I don't know, like 
I don't think okay just thinking about some of the most devastating injuries like even outside of the Lakers like the one that immediately comes to mind is Derrick Rose and I don't think this is gonna this is on the level of Derrick Rose no that that, that was, kind of shook an entire city you know yeah and also that was uh that was NBA altering that changed the landscape of the league yeah because I mean, he was a MVP they actually had a they actually had a legit chance to yeah. take the heat i would say yeah yeah and derrick rose was an mvp well we're and we're also forgetting the most recent the most recent one which is kevin durant right that i mean that's in my mind like you know james dolan is getting a lot of hate rightfully so deservedly so but his reasoning for not wanting to sign kevin durant for me in my mind I, I can't really I can't really fault him for that. Well, he was bullshitting on that anyways. Yeah, that I is true. He was trying bull- to save face. Yeah, uh, he's bullshitting. But, you know, the reason of, like, you know, any team not wanting to sign a player because he's coming off an Achilles, even a guy like Kevin Durant, in my mind, is justifiable, you know? In my, in my mind, in my opinion, I think you still got to offer the max for a guy like Kevin Durant. But it's... I think it's it's justifiable and it's it's debatable whether you know you would have to do that because an Achilles injury has shown in the past you know as history has shown like you just don't know you never know if you're talking about just like from a personnel standpoint then yes but you, you there's no franchise that would have passed up Kevin Durant if he was an option just because of all the money that 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 dude would have brought to the franchise you know and the Knicks, they've been cellar dwellers for like how long now? You know, forever. They need a rush of excitement in some form or fashion. Yeah. So they were he... in the right to go for Kevin Durant, without a doubt. Yeah. It it's definitely the right move, but I feel like I just cannot blame. I would not blame any franchise for passing on Kevin Durant. Is what I'm saying. I really, think, I yeah. would though. Yeah, I don't. I, think I, I, I would. feel like you. I feel like you have to. I I see that and that's the thing for me I put that much of I put that much of like gravity towards an Achilles injury. Okay. Because what I mean, look who who in the past has come back from an Achilles injury, and has been the exact same player. Uh, Dominique, Dominique Wilkins? Wilkins. Okay, and that's... well, how many Kevin Durants have there been in NBA history? Well, he's one. Of, he's one of one, right? Yeah, I mean. But that's the thing, like, even though, like... You would get toasted. You would get roasted if you're the GM and you, like, pass up on Kevin Durant. Yeah, I, but I would I would stand by that decision, though, if I, if I was convinced. I feel that, like you're the only one that I've ever heard say that they would pass on Kevin Durant. You're saying that it's a minority yeah. opinion? Yeah, I, feel I like... think it's a minority opinion. I'm just saying that it's it's justifiable. Because look at the history. I mean, am I, am I being crazy right now that historically Achilles injury is something that can be, that you can come back from? Like, I guess it depends on like what you believe Kevin Durant is going to be moving forward. Sure. Is he, I'm gonna look up. Is he 90% Kevin Durant? 90% Kevin Durant is still a max player, correct? Yes. It hey, what, what about 80% Kevin Durant? It is. I would say I would put the limit at 
65. Okay. You know? So the so I guess what I'm I guess what I'm hearing from you is that there's a more than decent chance that he won't even be that. Yeah, there's a decent chance. I mean, just look at just look at guys that we've seen in the past. Look at DeMarcus Cousins, you know? Well, that's what I'm saying. I feel like he could have gotten pretty close to uh back to where he was. DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah. But let's look at what happened. He tore his ACL and that's you got to say that is such a huge huge reason is because of the Achilles injury. Right. So you think that it, when someone tears their Achilles uh it's a pretty good chance that they're going to re-injure themselves in some way. I'm saying or... it's a really good chance that they're not the same per- player that they are. And and or there's a really good chance that this player can get in becomes injury prone. Okay. Which but... historically is very true, you know. So if you were James Dolan and Kevin Durant came up to you and said, I will sign with the Knicks, but only on a max deal. You say no? If I was James Dolan. Yeah. No, I would say, yeah, sign. Oh, okay, then what are we but talking about That's here? what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I can't, I can't fault or blame any franchise that would say I'm passing on you because... But you, you still would, though. Yeah, I would. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I would. I guess you're saying there is some logic to... The other, I'm just saying, the other option. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying is that I don't think people should be roast. I don't think franchises should be, and I'm not saying franchises have done that or not. We don't know. I mean, and also Kevin Durant was clearly pretty much stating that it was either going to be the Nets or the Warriors or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying if there was, if he was given the chance to every franchise and there were franchises that were like, we're going to pass on Kevin Durant because of his Achilles injury, I wouldn't roast him for that is, what my, is my whole point. You know what I mean? Hmm. Okay. Okay, so Achilles injuries. Yeah. Dominique Wilkins. At that time when he ruptured it, he was 32, and he he came back to his um, all-star form, which is crazy. He returned the following season and averaged 30 points, 6.8 rebounds, and 3.2 assists. And you and you can make an argument that him and Kevin Durant are like they play the same position, right? That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, Chauncey Billups tore his Achilles, and then he retired. Right? I think that was wasn't like close late, to the same player afterwards. Late, but that was late in his career. He averaged. He went from fifteen points in thirty minutes per game to six point two points in seventeen minutes a game. Oh, how old was he though? <laughs> how old is Kevin Durant? Twenty nine. Yeah. That's not young. You're not a spring chicken, 29. The, those are still prime years, though, right? So what? Two, couple, two, two, three years of prime, prime. Kevin Durant could. I mean, LeBron's 35, and he's still kind of. No, I know. Prime. But, well, without an Achilles injury, but I'm saying, what? How old is he going to be when he comes back from an Achilles? 30, 30, or okay. 31. 30, 31. Yeah. So now we're like, okay, he's back. Coming off an Achilles injury, 30-31. Yeah, dude, you know what? I'm totally not roasting any franchises that would have, if they would ever want to pass on Kevin Durant. Um, Wesley Matthews, which I don't think is, uh, he's not even a star, you know? Um, he was not the same. Rudy Gay ruptured his Achilles in 2017. 
when he was uh part of the Kings. Um Yeah, he was already past his prime too. That's right. Yeah. Um So this kind of injury happens when players have a ton of mileage on them already. So it's a, it's a bit Kevin of a rare Durant? case for it, someone at his stage of his career to have had this injury, you know? Right. Like him and DeMarcus Cousins. I feel like those are the rare cases. You know what's crazy is that it just seems like there's not hasn't been that many players that had Achilles ruptures. Yeah, it's a pretty rare injury, I would say, right? That's kind of crazy, yeah. actually. Yeah. But um, I don't know why we're talking about Achilles injuries so much. Boogie Cousins tore his ACL. <laughs> well, because we're making the connection that this ACL injury is because of the Achilles, you know? So Yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty cut and dry, like pretty clear. Yeah. Because it's, it's it, it was all on the same leg. Brandon Jennings. Had a ruptured Achilles. Oh, he tore his Achilles. Oh, that's why he's like no longer in the league anymore. Yeah, he did it when he was twenty six. Damn, it sucks. Yeah, Elton Brand. That's actually a really good. That's a really good example. How old was he? Twenty eight. First nine seasons, averaged twenty and ten. Uh huh. Yeah, dude. After what was he after? Fifteen and eight. Never eclipsed those numbers in any... <laughs> Damn, dude! Here's a direct quote by Elton Brand. I didn't have the same explosiveness that I had. I regained and then I relost it. I didn't have it. Yeah, dude. It's crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, he... Kevin Durant has a lot more going for him, I feel like, than Elton Brand. Because he has, like... He's a seven-foot guard, you know? You know, people say that, but it's like people also they sleep on the fact that Kevin Durant was just he is an absolute like anomaly. Like he's really explosive for a guy his size. Yeah. Really so, fluid. Yeah. Agile. Right. So I'm very curious to see how that's gonna affect him because yeah, I mean it, what he's got going for him is the fact that he could still, you know, rise up and he doesn't have to rise up that much to get his shot off. Mm-hmm. So I think that's gonna be really you know, it's gonna. It's a really good thing going for him, but still, you need that explosiveness to be able to drive. You know, drive into the paint. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But anyways, back to Demarcus Cousins, which is devastating for him and for the Lakers. So where do the Lakers go from here? I think. Yeah, you they listed still some have, options on, on. I think they still have a roster spot open. Of course, we were hoping that Andre Iguodala would have been available, but I feel like this shifts the priority now, right? Well, I think it would... I don't know. Okay, so if you had the chance to get Iguodala, right? Yeah. Even now, if you still had a chance to get Iguodala versus getting a big to, you know... Mm -hmm. I feel like I would still try to get Iguodala. Yeah, I I would... I would do that too, and then maybe um, you'd have to like wave somebody or something. I don't know. Like, yeah, who would you wave? I don't Troy know. Daniels or I don't know somebody like that, right? Wave Rondo, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wave. I don't know. Rajon yeah, Rondo. you're right. I think if Iggy was available, you still have to take him, but yeah. he's not available right now. So that open spot, I feel like the Lakers should use it now. 
yeah to fill yeah and because like you said you know we could wave someone yeah and for me obviously we need another big now there's two names that come to mind for me (laughs) all right so let's hear the options i'm sure you've looked up some of the options yeah um kenneth farid so he's still available he's still available why is he still available i don't know that's it's very odd yeah because his numbers actually look pretty decent last season and he's like to me he strikes me as the kind of guy if he was in lebron's system he would tear it up you know high energy right uh you know around the basket all the time yeah i mean he's like a tristan thompson you know so he's available the other name that i'm thinking of (laughs) that is (laughs) what we've come to at this point is Joakim Noah. No, that's not the name that I thought you were going to bust out. You, you thought I was going to say uh, Dwight Howard? Yeah. No, I'm not even going there. Never, huh? Because I think we've said this about Dwight Howard. I mean, he, his game has completely yeah. uh, been rendered obsolete, I feel like, by and modern he's, NBA. And he's a problem, you know? Yeah. But you, but you would not... So you were saying there's no way in hell you would entertain the idea. If Dwight Howard... If you're the GM of the Lakers and Dwight Howard calls you in the office... What do you say? Do you say thank you, but no thanks? I would maybe, like, have him do a workout. <laughs> that's, but, that's so sad that Dwight Howard is at a point right now in his career where, you know, a team's got championship aspirations, they're, one of their big men goes down, and he calls the team, and they're like, and they're like all right, man, we'll, uh, we'll bring you in for a workout. Let's see what you got, dude. I mean, there's a reason why he's still a free agent, right? Right. Uh, yeah, so he's I... He's got a little bit of the Carmelo syndrome going on, probably, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Baggage. Like, yeah. That, that's the stigma that he has on him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, those are the two names that I thought of. Kenneth Reed and Joakim Noah. Oh my gosh, Noah. Now, dude. I, I'm, I am fully on the Farid train. Yeah. Like, he's... I've always liked him. Joakim Noah actually played pretty well last year for the uh, Grizzlies. Did he? Like his numbers were actually um, pretty decent. Like what? Like what? What are we talking about here? His per thirty-six minutes were were on par with his normal career averages. I mean, Noah in his prime, I was big. I'm a. I was a big Noah fan right. in his prime. That I guy think, just got under everyone's skin. Yeah, you know? I think Noah is definitely um, a better defender than Kenneth Breed. Well, he's bigger, right? He's, he's bigger, bigger than yeah, yeah. Smarter. Kenneth Farid is more for like his athletic. uh, athleticism, offense. Yeah, if he's more of an offensive player than Noah. But like we said, the Lakers just really need uh, more of a defensive boost than anything, right? So I I I would entertain Joakim Noah, even though he has he's got history. He's got a history with LeBron. But he's got Moxie. He's just he's got, got Moxie. He's got a lot of. He's got a bit of a mean streak. He has know? a history with Demarcus Cousins too. Oh man! You know that? Um, have you seen that gif of uh, Boogie imitating uh, Joakim Noah's free throw <laughs> to his face? <laughs> like he like spreads his hands up. Like what is this? Have you ever seen that? No, I haven't. Oh, you gotta check that out. It's hilarious. Um, but yeah, those are the so two we're basically bigs. we're low key. Starting another meme team version 2.0 is what you're saying. <laughs> you think Joe Kim Noah would be a, like a meme team ish signing? It kind of is. Though. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is. What like a but carica- like a caricature? Is that is that like the criteria? No, it's like 
you know, it's just like a team of misfits. Like a you pit know? personality. Yeah. Yeah. Noah's a personality yeah. for sure. I guess Farid would not qualify as a no, mean teamer. No, he was he's not a mean teamer, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he does have a bit of history with LeBron, but um you know, it has to be mentioned that so did Lance Stevenson and they seem to have coexisted fine this past season, right? Yeah. So Lance Stevenson brushed his teeth. So he did. Yeah, I think I think players are capable of letting bygones be bygones. I I know? fully believe that Noah would totally let bygones be bygones. He's the kind of guy. I think he only he only did that shit because he was like, you know, he's so competitive. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. and I feel like LeBron is the same way too, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, it's gonna be. I mean, I gotta I gotta believe that Rob is looking into it now. I hope he's not just on vacation somewhere or i don't know playing candy crush on his phone yeah um he's not he's not doing what magic is doing right now which is you know uh, celebrating his 60th birthday uh through these top 60 lists list after list after list he came out with a couple of more lists today since uh oh since our last podcast yeah 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 yeah. um i'm hoping i'm hoping it comes out with 60 60 top 60 lists that'd be cool But top it's, 60 vegetables but, but, it, but it's top funny 60 whatever whatever uh whatever new lists he comes out with yeah you can tell what his actual favorites are and yeah. then you just like fuck it i just gotta do the rest yeah of because he, yeah, he lists his, his absolute favorites and then he, he goes alphabetical the rest of the way yeah i think he did his um top 60 rappers of all time yeah he went tupac and then yeah he went tupac biggie ll cool j and then he went like alphabetical order after that it's for a guy who that's just i mean that was the guy that was leading our front office you know it's hilarious yeah he's such a like a he's sort of like an uncle you know he's like that big lovable uncle yeah but uh you know yesterday was taco tuesday Today is like, I don't know, Weeping Wednesday. So kind of a <laughs> well, kind of a no, there's a, a whole day. day in between. Today is oh, today's Thursday. Yeah. Holy shit! I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I do want to. Today um, is torn ACL Thursday. T- yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah, torn ACL Thursday. Torn ligament Thursday. I do want to um, <laughs> bring up some good news. I feel uh, pretty optimistic, actually, about Kyle Kuzma going into next season. Right, right. I've been keeping track of that stuff, too. So he's still, um, you know, obviously he's still, like, practicing with Team USA. There's, like, all these quotes coming out from other Team USAers about you know, giving praise to Kuzma. In particular, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell actually praise. shouted out his defense. Imagine, imagine Kuzma as a better defender. That's a game changer for me, right? Oh, 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 for sure. And here's the thing, okay? So it's interesting because, you know, we just did a top 25. Uh, you know, we did part one of top 25 players. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what did we talk about? We said that, like, in order for you to make this list, you got to have otherworldly skill set or talent in, the, in, in a couple categories or you got to be a fantastic two-way player and the thing about kuzma is let's say let's say kuzma is actually like a defensive stalwart like an absolute just defensive stopper in addition to his offensive skill set that guy would be absolutely just banging on the door of the top 25 list right wouldn't you agree yeah yeah Yeah. so 
this just goes to show that if yeah, if his defense is indeed at, you know improved as advertised, it's an absolute game changer. I think for pretty much the entire uh, period that you know the young Lakers were around, we always kind of said that we would rank Kakuzma third, mm-hmm. like after Ingram and yeah. Lonzo. But if he does become like an adequate or even dare I say good defender, that changes that ranking. Like for well, sure, I would say. I well, he for me in my mind he has to be good, and I think that's still a low likelihood. But he has to be a good defender for me to change that sort of ranking in my mind. I mean, I feel like you're already uh, ready to put him ahead of Lonzo. <laughs> like he's already there for well, you. Well, it's, I mean, that that is true because, I mean, Lonzo, he's still, this is a guy who shot, what, 46% from the free throw last year? It, it, that sounds about right. That's, yeah. cr- that, that's, that's insanity. So, yeah, that's, that is true, but. It's just with Lonzo and Brandon Ingram, they are such unique players that, yeah. Obviously, like the ceil- their their ceiling is intriguing as fuck. So. Yeah, Brandon Ingram in particular, though he doesn't necessarily have any weakness that that you could you couldn't work on conceivably. You know what I mean? I I don't know. I think he, I think he might have a hard time like putting on weight. Possibly, I think that's potentially a problem. Possibly, you know? we that's I think that remains to be seen. But yeah, maybe, but. In terms of like skill wise, yeah, yeah, you're right. Skill wise, yeah. he, yeah. Um, so that's why I feel like he's he's gonna always be at the top of the list, unless yeah, unless Kuzma, if he's a good defender now, that mitigates like Boogie's loss a lot, yeah, in my book. And you know what what Boogie's injury does is that it's going to I think result in. Anthony Davis playing the five a lot more, which, mm-hmm. you know, we always kind of thought that the the closing uh, lineup for the Lakers could look like AD at the five, and then right. Kuzma, LeBron, Danny Green, Green, and whoever Avery Bradley or whoever. Right. So that's still that might um, that's still happening. Yeah, that might encourage it to happen more now. Right. You know, and if Kuzma is actually, yeah. As you know, has improved on defense. Yeah, yeah, that's that's something we'll definitely see. Downstairs. So, so the need. So, so what I'm saying is like the need for another big is more for depth purposes, mm-hmm. not so much like oh, we need we have this massive like role that somebody needs to play that we don't have right now. Right. It's more because we, you know, LeBron and AD are both gonna have load management throughout the year. I think who's like we said, I think Kuzma's gonna they're gonna try to play him the full A two. You can maybe say, I don't know, other players will have their load management as well. So yeah, depth is like of paramount importance for the regular season anyway. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I think like I said, when I first heard the news it was you were. Uh, it felt pretty grim. I saw it in my. I saw it in the text that you sent. I was like, "Wow, he's he's shook." And I, and granted, I, I was. I was really excited up. to see yeah. Boogie and AD play together. Yeah. No, it was. It was. Uh, that would have been amazing. But it's. I I still feel like it could happen this year, you know, and and 
yeah, it, we basically can't really count on him anymore, unfortunately. Um, but I, I'm still holding out hope that he's going to come back this year. You know, this season, I guess. Okay, that would be a definite plus. Yeah. I'm not really banking on that at this point. Right, right, But, right. Uh, yeah, that would be great. Can't, can't bank on that. Okay, um, should we... Should we finish our top 25? Hmm. You want to save that for another podcast? Yeah, I feel like we should, we can, we should save that. Okay. Because, um, like I said, I'm still dying to hear the rest <laughs> of your list. <laughs> I'm waiting with bated breath. <laughs> Uh, quickly, let's let's quickly summarize our thirteen through twenty five. Then, okay, just to remind the right. folks out there what what we said. That sounds good. Um, why don't you just list your thirteen through twenty five? Okay. Once? Um, thirteen, Damian Lillard. Fourteen, Clay Thompson. Fifteen, um, Jimmy Butler. Sixteen, Paul George. Seventeen, Rudy Gobert. Eighteen, Kemba Walker. Nineteen, Luka Doncic. 20, Bradley Beal, 21, Draymond Green, 22, De'Aaron Fox, 23, Devin Booker, 24, D'Angelo Russell, and 25, Blake Griffin. Okay, and for me, it was 13, Kyrie, 14, Bradley Beal, 15, Clay, 16, Jimmy Butler, 17, Carl Anthony Towns, 18, Blake Griffin, 19, Devin Booker, 20, Kemba Walker, 21, Donovan Mitchell, 22, Rudy Gobert. 23, Draymond Green, 24, De'Aaron Fox, and 25, Ben Simmons. Uh, you know what I'm realizing now? So you you ranked Rudy Gobert higher than Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell actually did even make my top 25. Right. So. I think you said that he was in your 40s? Yeah, 30s, I think. Okay. Yeah, okay. but yeah. All right. Yeah. So I guess the next podcast we were supposed to do back to back podcast right. episodes on this list, but alas, the boogie news came out. So we have the to, boogie bummer. We did this uh, in emergency podcast today. So I guess yeah, the next episode we'll discuss the rest of our list, our top twelve players uh, in the NBA going into uh, 2019, 2020. Yeah. So I think um, unless you do, you have anything else you want to. Say no, or bring uh, up. Yeah, no, I think uh you know what? We gotta end with just not all is lost, not hope is all is lost. We still got LeBron, we still got AD. You always have a chance to win any series as long as you have LeBron and AD. So may not be as high as we have hoped, but you know, we're still okay. So from a numbers standpoint. How many wins do you think will this injury cost the Lakers? Ooh. I don't know. Maybe three wins? Yeah, I mean, like, they were at... Let's say they were on, on track to go, like, 52 and 30 yeah. this upcoming season. Yeah. So now it's more of looking like 49 and... Yeah. Which is... It's uh, fine. Yeah. 33. Yeah. Yeah, three wins sounds about right. I think when it all... Yeah. goes down so it's uh significant but it's not it's not the end of the world yeah it's not the end of the world we still got title aspirations this De- year definitely uh vegas still thinks so which yeah. is an encouraging sign this is always important what vegas thinks so uh yeah all is not lost there's still a lot of reason to be optimistic 
once that, like we said, once that uh, LeBron to AD alley-oop happens. It's going to be a lot. It's going to put a lot of worries to rest. Yeah. There will be uh, 100, hopeful again. So with that said, we'll end this emergency pod right now. Um, thank you guys for listening. And our next episode, we'll talk about our top 12 players in the NBA. Um, like always, you can follow us on Twitter at 81 points podcast. Um, if you have any comments, questions, any, anything you want to start a conversation with us, you can send us an email at 81 points podcast at gmail.com. So thank you guys for listening and we will talk to you guys again. Peace. Thank you for tuning into 81 points. We are a Los Angeles Lakers podcast hosted by me, Chris Lim, and my longtime friend and co-host, Chris Lee. If you like what you heard, please hit subscribe and leave a rating or comment. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can get more episodes of 81 Points on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.